Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good morning to you. Happy November. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Coming out of my mouth, it sounds very foreign. But this is, in fact, the first morning of November. And we are reunited I was not with you last night. Oh, actually, I guess I have to to shift that now. This is what happens when you do an overnight show nationally. I was not with you Monday night into Tuesday morning. So yesterday morning, I had to use a sick day. I was preparing for a medical procedure and and going under the knife. Uh, Thankfully, all went well, and I felt better pretty quickly. Uh, I appreciate all of your tweets. So many of you sent messages. Once again, just overwhelmed with the care and concern that you show for me. Uh, personally, as well as for my family. And I really do appreciate the support. Thank you. Uh, it was, was wow. It was amazing to hear from so many people. Um, and I really didn't make a big deal of it. I, I didn't want to do that, but uh, put something out there on Twitter about how I couldn't eat because I was fasting and uh, the medical procedure then took on a life of its own. But everything went well. Uh, I was nervous about the anesthesia. Could have, it had been a long time since I was in college, since I had had any type of anesthesia. Um, but it went well and I was actually only under for 25 minutes, I think. The procedure was really quick. I had no no uh, frame of reference for time. I had no idea how long I'd been out when I finally came to. Uh, but w- but when I realized I could hear voices, I got a little nervous. I actually said, instead of, hi, I'm awake, or how'd it go, or anything like that, I said, I can hear you talking. Is that okay? <laughs> I actually thought I was still in the middle of the procedure and had woken up like something out of Grey's Anatomy or ER. I'd woken up in the middle of the procedure. So thankfully, that was not the case because the nurse assured me right away that we were done. So it was quick. Uh, I was already talking to the doctor 25 minutes after they they put me under. So thank you again for all of your kind words. Always greatly appreciated. And it's good to know that I was missed. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. I guess I came back at just the right time. Holy can- It was a Halloween full of tricks or treats. Actually, it was a Halloween full of tricks and treats in sports, depending upon your perspective, your rooting loyalties, uh, the sports that you follow. There was something for everyone. And the breaking news coming just minutes before we got on the air uh, about four, well, three hours ago now. So the news broke not even four hours ago from the NFL that trumped everything else uh, after another embarrassing, humiliating, 
nationally televised performance, the Raiders decided enough is enough. Garoppolo out of the gun. There's the snap. Garoppolo back. Garoppolo going to get hit. Yes, sir. Again. Alex Anzalone got him. I think we had some opportunities to make more plays than what we did, and we just didn't convert on them. So uh, there was probably a number of reasons for that. I honestly, I, I don't know what to say at this moment. I, I truly don't. I wish I had the, the words to, you know, to say something that's not going to get blown up in the media and, and taken out of context. So I'm going to just, uh, I truly, I just don't know. Devontae Adams, for the second time in a month, extremely frustrated, really doesn't say a whole lot normally, even when things are bad. He tends to keep his emotions uh, even keel, but also keep his frustrations to himself. He does not want to be a headline for the wrong reasons. He does not want to criticize teammates or coaches. He doesn't want to be negative uh, in front of a microphone. And yet the last couple times we've really heard from him, the passion has been mixed with frustration. It's been disappointment. It's been confusion over what the heck is going on. Uh, It's gone from bad to worse. And for that reason, when I say the Raiders have seen enough and have had enough, by the Raiders, I mean their owner, Mark Davis, putting out a statement late on Tuesday night, firing both Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler. It's not stunning because it happened. It's stunning because of the timing. This is how quickly Mark Davis decided to pull the plug on the Josh McDaniels era. And yes, if you could see me in the after hours super secret home base, I am in fact using my air quotations. A year and a half. That's it. That's all that he wanted to see. That's as long as it lasted because he could not stomach anymore. Uh, And just to, to reiterate how these two got the job. Um, For those of you who may not remember, Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler were both hired in January of 22. So not quite two years ago. Uh, And the, the, the reason for their hiring was to take the team to the next level, right? The, the reason for their hiring was to take a playoff team that at the time uh, had gone Well, it had gone through a season full of adversity uh, from the Henry Ruggs situation and how devastating that was and and real life. We're not talking football, but real life into the John Gruden resignation because of the emails uh, that were released surreptitiously leaked by the NFL or some other source. Uh, And so the, the team itself had kind of been left for dead, if you will, in 2021. Uh, As Gruden leaves, we end up seeing Rich Bisaccia, the special teams coach, take over. And it's Derek Carr and it's Rich Bisaccia and it's other leaders in that locker room that keep the team moving forward. Um, And it really was an emotional time for them. Um, Obviously, they had no choice but to pull together and they did it very well. But it had to do with the leadership of those two men specifically, as well as other veterans in Las Vegas. They made that transition to Las Vegas and everything's all new. And then they get these two bombshells in the middle of the season. And yet somehow they finished with double figure wins and they made it to the playoffs as a wild card team. The reward for that 
was an interview, whether or not Mark Davis ever intended to to look at Rich Bisaccia as an actual candidate for the job, but was an interview for Bisaccia, but ultimately a hiring for Josh McDaniels. Um, and so McDaniels, according to Mark Davis, is supposed to take this team to the next level, build on what they did in 21 when... Yeah, they, they were almost a ship without a rudder there because their coach was gone uh, and of everything they'd been through, they had to to mentally toughen up. Uh, they had to emotionally come together and support each other. The chemistry was there because they were doing it for the man on the right and the man on the left. It wasn't about personal accolades. It wasn't about whatever awards they might win. It was about pulling together and supporting one another. And you know that's what Derek Carr does extremely well in addition to chucking the football. Uh, he's also a guy that inspires leadership and that inspires devotion. Uh, there never was a quarterback in that Raiders locker room uh, who ever took every win and loss more personally, but whoever wanted to win and who was ever uh, more dedicated to the uniform and to the guys uh, that he played with and for, which is why when Josh McDaniels benched him at the end of last year and decided that they were going to move on from Derek Carr, for him to say that he and Derek had mutually decided it was better for Derek to be away from the team than to be with the team through the end of the season, I knew it was total crap. I didn't like that decision when it was made, but Josh McDaniels was given free reign to try to, to change the roster and bring in a quarterback that he wanted because he's the offensive guru, right? All those years in New England as the offensive coordinator under Bill Belichick, working with Tom Brady, um, he knew Jimmy Garoppolo, of course, uh, Jacoby Myers, other guys, or even Brian Hoyer, uh, putting together this kind of makeshift Raiders staff and trying to, trying to use the forward motion from 21 when they weren't supposed to do anything. Uh, they've got Devontae Adams. They've got Josh Jacobs. He reportedly thought they were going to get Tom Brady as their quarterback this season. That did not happen. And so uh, a banged up Jimmy Garoppolo who was limited in training camp and preseason and is on and off the field. That was their next choice. It is too easy to blame the putrid offense on Jimmy Garoppolo. It's not entirely his fault, though certainly as a quarterback, he bears a lot of the responsibility. But for some reason, Josh Jacobs has been a non-factor. Maybe sometimes it's about the matchups and the defenses that they're facing, um, but it doesn't seem like he was put in the positions to succeed. It doesn't seem like he was put uh, in into sets or given the opportunities. Now, granted, he made his own noise in the offseason. He was away from the team. He was trying to get a new contract. He was disgruntled. And so he hit the ground running, quote-unquote, a little bit late. But he's never really found a flow this season. And then think about Devontae Adams. And again, we do not hear from him very often. Uh, he keeps his frustration to himself. But it wasn't just Monday night in which he was again uh, opening up about his emotions. This goes back to middle of October when he finally decided that he'd had enough and had to say something. I'm a human being and I have extremely high standards for myself and this offense. So it's to me, it's not just about, you know, I'm sure people thinking like, you know, well, they won the game, they won the Packers game. You know, why is there an issue? I mean, you see why it's an issue. You, you know, y'all should know who I am. 
know what I'm about at this point. My benchmark is not wins and losses, it's greatness. So when I go out there, I expect to be able to have that ability to put that on tape and have the, uh, an influence on the game. And that's, like I say every week, that's the, my purpose for being here. I'm not here just to hang out and, you know, like I said, come here to hang out with Derek and all of that stuff from last year. Came here to win and to, to do it the right way. Except both Jacobs and Devontae Adams have been underutilized and not, and not utilized effectively, right? Uh, for most of the season, Devontae, and that was from middle of October, uh, but Devontae had a couple of really impressive highlight reel touchdowns in the first three games of the season or so, um, but really they haven't been able to incorporate him very well into the offense since then. He hasn't caught a touchdown pass since week three. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he actually led the NFL in rushing last season, doesn't have a 100-yard rushing game yet. Um, And you think about, again, the slow start is partly on him, but that game against the Buffalo Bills where he has minus two yards, and that's a blowout. For some reason, this team, the Raiders, has individually talented pieces that do not come together as a team as a seamless unit and seamless, maybe too strong because it's early because Jimmy Garoppolo just got there and he's been on and off the field. Maybe that's an unfair standard except that he knows Josh McDaniels and he knows the offense. Um, and, and for Devonte Adams and Josh Jacobs, these are two guys who have a ton of experience and are incredibly talented. And yet for some reason uh, they don't all come together. How about the Hunter Renfro piece of this? Uh, he's a former pro bowler uh, ha- has only 10 catches this season. As I look at the stats um, last year had over a hundred catches. Why can't they find a way for these pieces to mess and mesh and come not mess it is a mess mesh and come together and yet it we haven't seen that even though Josh McDaniels is supposed to be this guy who is an offense whisperer if you will it's after hours with Amy Lawrence here on CBS Sports Radio if you miss the breaking news and likely if you're up at this hour on your Wednesday morning happy November to you well you know uh, by now that the Raiders have fired Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler after a year and a half. That's it. I think for Mark Davis, he needs to take some responsibility in this area as well. Granted, not every NFL head coach starts out with his very first job and makes a huge splash. But what we'd seen of McDaniels previously was a couple of years in Denver where it went horribly wrong. His decisions about the roster and the personnel backfired and he didn't last very long. It was a major ego issue there too. There were some personality clashes with some of the stronger personalities on the team, Um, but it didn't last very long. He went back to new England briefly accepted the job with the Colts a couple seasons ago and then backed out before the season started, leaving Jim Ursay and the Colts high and dry. So there was a bad rap about that, and I think deservedly so. Mark Davis decided that instead of going with a guy like Rich Bisaccia, who had helped to bring the team together in intangible ways, with chemistry, with leadership, with cohesion, with the type of buy-in that you need from a locker room, those were all things, those are all qualities we saw with the Raiders in 21. 
instead of going in that same direction and trying to build with the people he had. And I understand Basaccia didn't have much head coaching experience. He had essentially the, the games he took over from John Gruden. He was a special teams coach. I understand wanting to make a big splash. But to take the parts of your roster and the parts of your locker room that were that were full of character and that made you what you were, that gave you identity, and to get rid of those in Basaccia, who then landed with the Green Bay Packers as their special teams coach, and then Derek Carr, too. He was the longest-tenured Raider. Um, he was heart-soul Raiders, and the locker room followed him. And he was not the reason that the Raiders did not succeed in 22. In fact, even before Josh McDaniels, the offense has not been the issue. The defense has been a major problem. But Mark Davis wanted to make a splash. He thought Josh McDaniels could take that offense to the next level. And so not only does he bear responsibility, but he also allowed McDaniels to kick Derek Carr to the curb. And there's been no forward motion. There's been no consistency and and really uh, been no rhythm or groove at all to the offense since then. They lost to the Bears a couple weeks ago. The Bears. Think about that. Uh, Tyson Bajan, credit the Bears. But, uh, you know, he's an undrafted Division II product uh, against this team full of veterans on both sides of the ball. I said this earlier about the Raiders. If you had a fire sale, or maybe a yard sale, and you make all the Raiders available. There are a lot of pieces on this Raiders roster that could fit into other teams, other locker rooms, other rosters, and they would be glad to have these guys because they're, they can produce. But for whatever reason, together, and this it comes back to leadership. It comes back to the voice. It comes back to preparedness. It comes back to identity. They've had none of that under Josh McDaniels. And the only guy that really gave them any identity was Derek Carr, and he got booted. So Josh McDaniels is gone. The offense is the worst in the league, and now they have to start all over again in the middle of this season. Who knows what that means for the veterans? So that major breaking news in the hour before we went on the air uh, a few hours ago. So just before 11 o'clock Pacific, just before 2 a.m. Eastern. We also saw a bunch of moves at the trade deadlines. The commanders seem to signal that they are heading into a full rebuild as well with their new ownership. And speaking of them, uh, their history is rich. It's storied. It's one of winning and championships. Uh, and they've got some incredible Hall of Famers, uh, some names to remember in the past. They're starting fresh again. So we're going to look at the commanders a little more closely, not just the present, but also the history with a friend who will join us coming up next. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. Good morning to you. It's your hump day. It's the first day of November. You can find me on Twitter, ALAW Radio, also on our Facebook page. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We'll have more to say in the days that come, but today I want to leave it here to our team and the incredible fan base in Washington. A new era of Washington football is here. It's time to get to work. I know what I got to do. And ultimately that comes down to winning and uh, it's not easy. There are uh, 31 other owners that are good at what they do. There are 31 other cities. Uh, but it's on me and it's on our ownership group to deliver, and that's what we're going to do. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. One of the new owners of the Washington Commanders, going back to just before the start of the season when the team sold for more than $6 billion. And considering what happened with the Commanders before the NFL trade deadline on Tuesday, seems to spell more changes in the wind, and it sounds like a decided rebuild is on the way for this Washington fan base yet again. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio to talk about his beloved Washington football team. We are thrilled to welcome to the show for the first time Mike Richmond, a journalist, an author, an editor. He's got a brand new book out, which we will talk about. Uh, But Mike, I would love to hear your reaction to not just the new ownership with the commanders, but also uh, the moves made at the trade deadline that seems to signal they're heading into rebuild. Yes, it does, Amy, and thank you very much for having me on. I think that um, it certainly is a a signal of a rebuild. Uh, I wish they had gotten a little more from Montez Sweat, a a second-round pick. I think he's worth a lot more than that, and maybe even a first-rounder. I think he's he's not an elite pass rusher at this time, but I I think they they could have gotten a little more. Uh, Chase Young is a different story. I I mean, he's missed uh, 22 games in his his career. So, um, of course, I would have liked to have seen them get a more for him too, but uh, they, there's no way they could have kept both of those on and, and, and pay both of them with those other top defensive linemen they have, uh, Jonathan Allen and um, Deron Payne and so forth. They just, you know, in the salary cap era, it's just not, not conceivable they could do that. How do you feel about seeing this team start over again? Oh, it's just, uh, you know, I was looking, watching the Eagles game on Sunday and, and reading all the comments. Well, we got... We got robbed of a call in the in the second half. Uh, there was a, uh, a drop pass by the Eagles on a critical drive that they scored a touchdown on that the, the Redskins didn't challenge. I'm thinking, okay, yes, you can complain about that. You, you know, all these different complaints. It's just total 
you know, monotony with with you know and um and, and repetitiveness regarding things that have happened over the years with this team. They just don't have the firepower. They don't have the players, and they they haven't had it for. You know, consistently, you could say probably since, since the Joe Gibbs one era. I mean, this is the same story over and over again. So what happened against the Eagles, I'm not surprised. They just don't have the depth to compete with, with organizations like that. And and this is the same story that's happened over and over again. It doesn't matter the ownership under Dan Snyder. Yes, they had their problems under him. But we're seeing the same thing now. With You can't blame it on the new owners. I mean, they're going to you know, put their stamp on the organization uh um, in the in, well, they already are with this trade, but in the postseason as well with a new coach, if not before that. So, but it's, it's just the same story over and over again. To, to, to respond to your question, it's very, uh, very disheartening for a a lifelong uh, fan of the organization such as myself, and somebody who saw the the glory years under in Joe Gibbs one, and also uh, of course knowing about the the George Allen era, which was a very successful era in the 1970s. Mike, you've mentioned a lifelong love affair with the team, so you understand the various iterations. I hear the frustration. But what hope do you see or feel with the new owners? I said this as soon as the the ownership swap happened, uh, when they came on board. New ownership, they don't necessarily uh, define the the success of a team. I mean, of course, it starts with the owners. They need the new uh, front office uh, people, the correct front office people. They need the, the, the right players, or, and that those players have to gel. It's not just the owners, though. The owners, uh, so it's, it's going to take a little bit of time, and, uh, but I'm not just, just putting it on the owners. It's got to be the entire organization. You need that, that front office as well, the, uh, you know, getting the right player, players in there and the right player uh, personnel decision makers. So I hope that it, that uh, addresses that question. Hmm. Mike Richmond is with us, joining us uh, from the D.C. area. He's a journalist, he's a biographer, he's an editor, and he's an author. He's got four books, including a brand new one entitled George Allen, A Football Life. But he also wrote the Redskins Encyclopedia. He wrote about Joe Gibbs. How much has your passion for the team fueled your writing? Oh, I've had a lifelong passion for the organization. Uh, I mean, I grew up in the Washington, D.C. area, Montgomery County, Maryland. So uh, around the age of 10, I really became fixed on the, uh, on the George Allen coach Redskins. That was 1971 was his first season in Washington. And I just, I mean, I would, uh, uh, you know, just, I live vicariously through those, those players and, and, and George Allen himself. So uh, that's when my, my love of the team really first started, and it just grew from there. And uh, I followed the team, of course, through the Joe Gibbs one era, three Super Bowl wins, and uh, they were one of the uh, elite franchises in the league at the time. And I chose uh, journalism as a career, so uh, I combined uh, those two interests uh, in terms of uh, pursuing uh, all this literary work. Uh, this is my, my fourth book that I've written on George Allen. I mean, that I've written, and this one is, is on a biography on George Allen. Mike, we're so glad to have you with us here after hours with Amy Lawrence, CBS Sports Radio. The book comes out today, Wednesday, November 1st. What's your emotion like right now? I am very excited about it. Yes, it does. Today is the official publication date of the book, <laughs> and uh, it's been a long time coming. I, 
uh, started this several years ago, and uh, I mean, I've had it in my mind for a long time that I wanted to write a biography on on George Allen. I wanted to I wanted to do the definitive biography, and uh, it, through my other literary work, like I wrote the Redskins Encyclopedia, and of course, I there was a bio on George Allen in the book, but I, I, he deserved a lot more. I mean, his his life needed to be explored because I mean, he was one of the the top coaches in the league at the time in the uh, mid 60s to the through the uh, mid 70s and uh you know he was up there with uh with Lombardi and and Shula as one of the elite coaches in the league and um yeah so I felt his life needed to be explored and I I wanted to be the the person who did it and it certainly is coming has come to fruition and I'm extremely excited right now well congratulations on publishing another book and one that you're very passionate about uh you're also a storyteller What's one story that embodies who George Allen was as a coach? He was, um, well, there were a number of eccentricities about him and a number of uh, of traits that really defined him. He was, wasn't the first workaholic coach in the league, but he was a mm-hmm. 24-7 coach. Uh, and, and back in that era, there weren't a whole lot of them. I mean, he learned from from George Hallis and, and Sid Gilman. Uh, Hallis was his, his top mentor, and that that really defined him. I mean, he would work so hard. He he was like a, such a detail-oriented coach. He, as the saying goes, uh, he would want to know more about his opponents than they knew about themselves. And and really, I mean, that's impossible. But <laughs> but when you come to think of it, but that that was his goal. He really wanted to know so much, and and those that approach by him it played out so often on the field i mean his players would in so many different interviews with his players they would tell me they just knew the 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 tendencies of the opposing team so well and they knew the the signals and whatever the the plays that were going to be called the positioning of, of the opposing players and that was in large part because of george allen so i think that's a a a characteristic that really really defines him well Mike Richmond has a brand new book out today, actually. So we congratulate him on the release of George Allen, A Football Life, uh, a representation of a passion for not just a franchise, uh, but also an admiration for this coach who's a Hall of Famer and never had a losing season in the NFL. Um, when you were researching and and trying to decide what stories to tell and what aspects of his life and his coaching to include uh how how did you navigate that process as you put this book together considering that you could write two or three volumes how did i break it down um well i i pretty knew i pretty much knew from the start you know how i i had it um uh, outlined in my mind, you know, how I wanted to approach this, that it was, it was a, a chronological look at, at Allen. Uh, I went all the way back to his youth. I mean, he was, uh, he's from the, uh, the Detroit area. And uh, uh, interestingly, I'll just uh, touch on one thing from his youth, which really, I think you, you uh, asked me about what defined him as a person. Uh, back in his, his, uh, his very young days, I mean, you could tell that he was he was a hard worker back then. I mean, he he grew up during the Great Depression, and uh, he had to uh, make money for his family. His his, uh, his father struggled. His his mother really didn't work, so he had to make money for the family. And, and he went out and he he did what he could. You know, he was, um, you know, he would 
try different types of work to, to bring in money. And, and he was very successful at it. And, and you could tell that he kind of had a, a type A personality. The type A personality in him was, was actually starting to form even back then. So, but uh, in terms of the, the structure of the book, I, I looked at it from, from then and, and then he, uh, his college coaching years, which started at, uh, at Michigan and then, um, uh, and then, uh, uh, into the uh, uh, his, actually his first pro coaching stint was as an assistant. He was with the Chicago Bears uh, mm-hmm. as an assistant, first as a head talent scout, uh, and then uh, as the defensive coordinator. And this was uh, from the late fifties through the mid sixties. And then uh, his first head coaching stint was with the Rams, and then uh, came on board with the Redskins in seventy one. Then he coached in the USFL, uh, and then um, uh, he was chair of the uh, President's Council. On uh, on physical fitness and sports under Reagan. Uh, and then his very last coaching season was at Long Beach State in 1990. And he literally, um, his, his, he died uh, doing what he loved doing as, as a head coach of Long Beach State. So um, uh, in, in that respect, yeah, it was just a full chronological look at him. And I, you're right. I mean, I could have written a lot more. Uh, there is a, a lot in there anyway. It's a 560-page book. Whoa. But uh, I really uh, did dive into uh, the life and, and coaching exploits and the eccentricities, like I said, of George Allen. He, he, back to his detail-oriented nature, he wanted every minute of the day to be able to focus on football. For instance, um, he consumed a lot of ice cream. His nickname, yes! his nickname was ice cream because he wanted something that was easy to swallow <laughs> and w- would not would not take up a lot of time so he could focus on football. That was George Allen. I like the man more already. I would read the book just based on that, considering his love for ice cream, although I suppose we have two different reasons for loving ice cream. Uh, Mike Richmond is joining us here on After Hours CBS Sports Radio. The brand new book is out today, George Allen of Football Life. All right, to bring it back to your lifelong love affair with this franchise, uh, it sold for a record number going back a few months ago. I mean, over $6 billion. It's obviously a, a franchise with a rich history. Part of that George Allen, you mentioned George Gibbs, or excuse me, Joe Gibbs. It goes way back. How confident are you the Redskins slash commanders uh, can find that same glory again? I'm hoping. I mean, like, like many, all other you know, Redskins fans like myself, we're holding out hope. Uh, we, you know, the Dan Snyder era was very, very frustrating for all of us. And uh, uh, we, we are just hoping that they're going to regain that, that flair that they had during the Joe Gibbs one year. But you, you know very well, Amy, that the game is, is different today and that there's, you know, with free agency and, and whatever, you, you, you have to have that, that correct chemistry on the team. And um, there's, there's a science that goes into it. I'm not saying that the chemistry didn't exist back in the Joe Gibbs one year either. Of course it did. But uh, th- there's a different process that goes into it today. And um, the, the players aren't around as long on, on the teams. I think that's the major difference. They've got to get the right players in there. And back to what I was saying in the loss to the Eagles on Sunday, they, they just don't have the, the right bodies right now. I mean, they have talent on that team. I mean, Tara McLaurin, Jonathan Allen, um, uh, I, I think um, the, the quarterback, the, the young quarterback today, uh, he's he's promising. So, uh, but they they need all all those players. Everybody's got to gel in that squad. Uh, I'm holding out hope. Um, I, I'm hoping that this this new ownership group uh, will will get the right 
um, uh, player personnel people in there. We'll get the uh, the right decision makers in there to uh, draft and 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 get um, the correct free agents in there that they need. I think based on Josh Harris's history uh, in. Uh, ownership of other teams and other sports you can at least know that he will make that a goal all right so this is an awesome opportunity if you are a commander slash redskins fan for a long time to pick up this new book george allen a football life brand new from mike richmond just published today and it's the fourth of his books that revolve around this franchise for which he has an incredible passion the website is mike richmond a veteran journalist and author and biographer mike richmond Journalist.com. Mike, it's great to have you with us. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, we're really cool to be able to talk to you. Congratulations on the book. Thank you very much, Amy. I certainly appreciate you having me on, and I, I really enjoyed the conversation. Awesome. Thank you, Mike. Uh, so for that reason now, that even more timely, not just about the book coming out today with Mike, but how about the two moves that the commanders made uh, in advance of the trade deadline certainly seems to signal that they are cleaning house, that they're going to start fresh, obviously have salary cap concerns and who to pay and how much. But that does not bode well. If they're hitting rebuild mode again, it does not bode well for Ron Rivera and his coaching staff. All right, you can find me on Twitter, A Law Radio, our Facebook page too. I will go back and answer a bunch of your questions from Ask Amy throughout the day on Wednesday. It- this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. We have time of team. It could be PG's night, Kawhi's night, it could be Russ's night, you know, and just, you know, just playing the game. And, you know, Kawhi doesn't care about numbers. You know, he just, he wants to win. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Kawhi, Paul George, Russell Westbrook, James Harden, 
P.J. Tucker. You want to talk about some veteran guys who bring a lot of life, a lot of basketball, a lot of experience onto the same floor. Now, how does it work? Well, that has yet to be seen. Uh, we do not hear from our Clippers insider, Law Murray, who joined us a couple hours ago, uh, that the two newest acquisitions, James Harden and P.J. Tucker, will likely be on the court for their next game. It may take a few more days, but and, and even though the guys couldn't speak directly about the trade. James Harden was in the building last night in L.A. He's reportedly ecstatic, as of course, because he got his own way again. Uh, And James Harden once more is motivated to try to win a ring uh, because he landed where he wanted to go. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. This trade with the Sixers took about four months or so. It's been rumored. It's been talked about. It took another team in the mix in Oklahoma City to be able to get it done. But ultimately... Daryl Morey gives James Harden what he wants, and that's my fear. And I liked hearing from Ian Eagle on SiriusXM NBA Radio because I wonder when the shine and the novelty will wear off, when the honeymoon will end, similar to Ian. When James does go from team to team, he is engaged, at least out of the gate. He wants to show everyone that he's still the same guy. He does the the kinds of things that you look for in being a facilitator and being a good teammate, and when he got to the Nets, that stretch that he had before he started having some hamstring issues was remarkable. Uh, He was playing MVP-type basketball. Then the injury issues, and then, as we know, it was the back end of of the quasi-bubble when they were playing in arenas, but not full arenas, and there just was a weird vibe. Ultimately, if my memory serves, it was when Kevin Durant went down with an injury that James Harden said, hey, I'm done. I, I'm out. I, I didn't sign up for this. I don't really like what the plan is. You know, at that point, he was not necessarily showing up. And ultimately, I think a team recognizes, okay, we're, we're past the point of no return. There's no convincing him. He is done. And Philly got to that place. He's showing up because he wants to get paid. And ultimately, he was never going to suit up again for the 76ers. And this is where we are. Will it be good initially? I I think it could be. I really do. But when the smoke clears, I don't know what this is going to look like for L.A. I share those same concerns with Ian Eagle, again, on SiriusXM NBA Radio. But at least right now, Kawhi and Paul George and Russell Westbrook, uh, and he's played with Russ before. Maybe they can reunite uh, a group of veterans. He's from Southern California, so we'll see how long uh, he's okay with being Maybe not uh, just second fiddle, but third or fourth fiddle on the Clippers. Uh, That trade not yet official, but it is close. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. You didn't have to watch the entire Game 4 of the World Series to know that the Rangers are still locked in offensively and to know that Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon at the top of the Rangers lineup, seven RBI last night. They power a five-run second inning, a five-run third inning, and And with Andrew Heaney holding the Diamondbacks at bay while he was on the mound for the first five innings, you now have the Rangers one win away from their first ever World Series championship in franchise history. 
The only thing I'm thinking tomorrow, we get to come out and play our best game. I don't mean to cliche that, but it's, it is. That's how you look at it. You don't look where you're at. Your focus has to be on tomorrow's game, going out there and, and, and doing all you can to win a ball game. And that's where we have to be uh, thinking. That's where our minds have to be. If you would have asked me when I was a kid if I'd be playing in the World Series at all, I'd laugh at your face. But um, being one way is, is super special, and um, we can't let our guard down. We know what they're capable of, and uh, we got to take it one inning, one pitch at a time tomorrow, and um, hopefully we can finish this off tomorrow. Never more important than in the final game to keep it as myopic and as broken down as possible, meaning one pitch, one at bat, uh, one half inning, one defensive stand, just step by step by step. Can't think about the end game, the finish line, uh, the the goal, the shiny object that's the World Series trophy. No, uh, you've got to stick with the moment, like be in that moment. And the Diamondbacks will be a tough out, especially in Phoenix. But man, the Rangers are right there. Uh, Bruce Bochy, as well as Jonah Heim, you hear there and the team they put together that has fought through adversity all season. And they're still road warriors. They're still road warriors. Uh, Finally, the big news breaking right before we went on the air. Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler out in Las Vegas. Mark Davis, really impatient. But here's what dawns on me. It's one thing to fail miserably. And certainly the first year and a half with them in Vegas has been a miserable failure. It's another thing to flame out and fail in an area that's supposed to be your wheelhouse. In an area where you promised that you could deliver, namely offense. The offense has gone from middling to bad to the worst in the NFL under Josh McDaniels, even though he's got pieces that would be valuable on any other roster. Uh, Not just Jimmy Garoppolo, and I know he's hurt, but he's been a winner. It's about Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs and Hunter Renfro and even pieces on the defense. They've gotten worse offensively, literally one of the worst in the NFL. And so when you fail, you better make sure it's not an area where you promise to deliver. And ultimately, Mark Davis had seen enough and just couldn't stomach anymore. More. Uh, so we'll see what happens moving forward. Whew. Halloween was full of tricks and treats in the world of sports. Thanks for hanging out with us from the super secret home base. I'm Amy Lawrence. It's After Hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.